0: This is the Out of Character Podcast. Introducing your host, Brian Colbert. Welcome,
1: world, welcome to episode five of the Out of Character Podcast. The OOC Podcast, man. I miss you guys. I I really did, man. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC, too, if you're listening. We appreciate you for listening. Man, episode five, man. I miss you guys. We took off at Thanksgiving, man. I was with the fam for Thanksgiving, but I would be lying if I said I didn't miss doing an episode, man. It's crazy taking two weeks off after we got rolling in, but let me tell you guys, Thanksgiving was amazing. I know last episode, if you was tuned in, I mentioned my sister would be hosting Thanksgiving this year. Her and her husband, man, first let me just say, man, they are a beautiful black couple. They are just like, they belong on top of a wedding cake this couple right here. I love them both so much. They hosted Thanksgiving. They hosted Thanksgiving in their brand new crib for the very first time. They just moved into their crib a few months ago. They moved in from Hawaii to Washington, D.C. in PG County, and they live in an all-black neighborhood, but not just any all-black neighborhood. They live in an all-black neighborhood that's, like, really the burbs. They got horses. Like, you pull into the neighborhood, and there's, like, horses on one side. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's, like, and it's not just, like, horses like a ranch. They call it equestrians. You know what I'm saying? It's fancy with it. Like, you can ride horses. Or not even ride them. You can just look at them. Like, you know, that's money when you just do shit like, yo, I just want to go look at some horses. I don't want to ride them. I just want to look at them. That's money right there. And, honestly, I feel like they're probably the youngest couple because they just in, like, their early 30s. So, like, there are a young couple and in a neighborhood like this, as a brother, as a younger brother, man, I was so proud, like just pulling into the neighborhood and seeing this. Like I couldn't stop saying, wow, because, you know, she grew up just like I grew up, you know, and my parents got their first crib shit, probably at 26, 27. But it was nothing like what my sisters may able to do, what I've been able to do. And it's just a testament to great parents that, you know, they put us in a position to do things that, you know, they would have never dreamed of when they were. Our age man, so shout out to my sister and her husband. Shout out to my sister's food for Thanksgiving. She did her thing, she really balled out, man. The food was bomb. The food was good. She made ham, turkey, mac and cheese, yams, the, the whole nine, man. They 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 balled out. And my son was there, man. My son ate good. He loved the food, man. He ate real well. Because he's a grown boy. He's gonna be a, you know, you see me, you know what I'm saying. 6'2 stallion over here. You know what I'm saying? My boy going to be big, too. And he eats like it. My man did a good job, man. We had a great time. We got buckets. We chilled. We watched movies. We watched Avengers. And it was just such a good time. So, shout out to my sister and her husband for hosting. And shout out to her husband. The black king was in the kitchen cooking, too. My mans was in there cooking, too. He said, you know what, queen? Let me help you. You don't got to do this by yourself. And my mom was helping, too. Shout out to moms. Moms was in the kitchen doing her thing. But he says, you know what, queen? Let me help. You. Your family's in town. You know what I'm saying? Look, don't work too hard. I'm, I'm going to help you out. And my man cooked, bro. My man made me eggs, though. He made me breakfast one morning, bro. And, like, the eggs was fire. Like, I know it's just eggs, but, like, my man did something different today. He put some salsa in that mud, put a little peppers, a little razzle-dazzle. And my man did this thing. The, the eggs was good. So, bro, shout-out to them, man. Like, Dez, sis, I hope you realize you got you a, a faithful black king, man. Honor him and cherish him. And when it comes... To honoring and cherishing your kings. So they came up. So we came up with Thanksgiving dinner, which I found was, was extremely interesting. So we're sitting at the table, right? So, you know, when you get with your family, man, stories come out. Things that, you know, are memories, especially with your parents, with, the, you know, your older family members, you know. So we're sitting at the dinner table. And me, for, for lack of a better term, I am very different than mine family my immediate family like I said all of my my sister my parents the military very very structured very very just on point just just wake up at like 4 30 in the morning you know I'm saying go to bed at 6 p.m like they they, they this is different you know I'm saying and me I'm like I'm just different you know so a lot of times I end up being the topic of discussion when you know a few drinks I end the system all of a sudden my lifestyle and how I choose to live my life just you know happens to you know come out at dinner So we're chilling and we're eating. Food's good. You know, everybody's feeling good. You know, pouring wine. We on the second bottle of the wine. You know what I'm saying? The good vino. You know, shout out to my sister. She made sure only the best for the fam. And my pops starts just laughing. Like, hey man, you know it's crazy. How junior, they call me junior because I'm junior, my pops, Brian, just like me, you know, I'm a junior, proud of it. So pops like, you know, man, it's wild, How junior be having women cutting his toenails. Great dinner talk, by the way, like amazing, amazing talk while we have food on the table. And so for those of y'all don't know, I know y'all like toenails. What? Why? Women cutting toenails. So me, like the reason I started out a character podcast, right, was to, was to open up to you guys. To let y'all see a different side of me, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like this is safe. I feel like when I'm behind this microphone and in front of these cameras that I could tell y'all anything. It's like a therapy session for me, right? So let me tell you guys, you know, let me open up right now. Don't judge. Don't judge me. I Have this phobia. Everybody got phobias. Everybody got problems. You know that everybody's perfect and I have this phobia of cutting my toenails I don't want to get into it. I, I, I don't want to get into it It's just it's, it's it's the sound it's the feel it's something about it that I've just never rocked with So like to the point where like I will just not get my toe like I will not do them shits I'm not doing it. I will not cut my own toenails. I'll pay to have them done Whatever, but even if there's times where I can't afford to pay to have them done, I will not do my toenails. So, what happens is, in my, you know, in the past, you know, dealing with women, women in my life would would cut my toenails for me. Not necessarily because I would request it, but because they just got sick of seeing that shit. Because imagine a brother's toenails getting so long that it's like, they're gross, right? Like, I get it. I understand. I don't want to look at them shits either. I keep socks on, people, I don't have my toes out. I keep socks on. Unless I'm in bed, I keep socks on, okay? because I get it. I understand it's gross. I can't do nothing about it. It's phobia. I, I, I can't I can't do it. I just cannot get myself to cut my toenails, which is weird because I can cut my fingernails. I can cut my hand nails fine, but when it comes to the feet, it's just something giving me the heebie-jeebies, and I can't do it. So, my dad brings that up, and how women just happen to be okay with cutting my toenails. And to me, because I've never had an issue with like it happening, I didn't know it was a problem right and so we at the dinner table with my sister oh oh my mom oh that's nasty why why do they do that why would they cut your toners that's gross who would do that feet are nasty and my, my sister is saying this in front of her husband who's sitting right next to sitting at the head of the table like a true king mind you this brother just helped with thanksgiving dinner my, my man just made like these handmade rolls like my man it was homemade rolls My man made breakfast for her for her brother. You know what I'm saying? Like my man's is a a good, wholesome brother. And she is sitting here acting like she would never, never, ever cut his toenails. And this is her husband. This is her husband, the person she has dedicated her life to. And she feels as if she is above cutting his toenails. And rightfully so, Daniel's father. Because most brothers don't have this fear of getting, of cutting their own toenails, so they're never in this predicament, right? They've never been in a predicament where they needed a woman to take care of their feet because they refused to do it, so I get that. But I feel like it digs into a deeper issue. It's a little deeper issue, right? Because why not? It's your husband, it's your boyfriend. Now, I've never been married, so these girls that are doing this for me, just girls I'm dating, you know what I'm saying? Nicer ladies that happen to decide, you know what, Brian, your feet are so fucking gross, I'ma cut them for you. Listen, I get it. I understand. Have at it. Have at it. I'm not gonna do it, so somebody has to. But as a wife and as as other girlfriends, because I've heard other women say this too, my female friends all scoff at this, at this notion that women can cut they lovers' feet, right? The man that they love, the man that they choose to be with, right? So I beg to ask why. What is the issue? Is there limits to your love? Is there limits to your commitment to your man? And I'm not talking to my sister. I'm talking to everybody. Anybody that scoffs at the fact that they cannot cut their brother's toenails if they need it. Right? Because these kings sometimes, bro, they work hard, man. Sometimes, man, it feel good to get your toenails clipped. Brothers, if you've never got your toenails clipped by your lady, try it out. Try it out. Try it out. Just ask her. Just ask her. Like, hey, man, I had a long day. My feet are sore. I was at the gym. My dogs is barking. Baby, can you... You clip my toenails and just see her reaction, man. See her reaction, because my issue is, as men, we gotta jump over the moon and the sun for y'all. We gotta just, we gotta do so much for you guys, man. Y'all ask for so much of us, man. Y'all want a brother to grease your scalp. Y'all want us to get in there in your meek mill braids and grease your scalp. We don't wanna do shit like that, but do we do it? Sometimes, sometimes. Y'all want foot rubs? What's the difference between you cutting my toenails and me giving you a foot rub? Keep it a buck. And, and listen, listen, listen. Not all ladies' feet is soft. Not all ladies' feet is nice and dainty and all that. Some of y'all, some of y'all been putting some work in. And it shows. Man, that's okay. Because we're there and we do that for y'all. So what is the limits to y'all love, ladies? I need y'all to ask yourself those I, If y'all have a man right now, I need y'all to sit and look at mirror and ask yourself, would I cut his toenails if he was in me? Because say for instance, right? God forbid you, man, something happens to him. And maybe, you know, his arms and catching in one of these joints. You know what I'm saying? Where his arms just straight out, he got the cross going because he can't move his body, right? You just going to let his toes get raggedy? You just going to let his toes get gross because you refuse to cut them? Or is something like that so extreme that you would actually cut his toenails? I just want to know. I would love to hear what y'all think about it because clearly I'm the only person in the world that, don't cut his own toenails. I guess I'm the only one. But maybe, you know, see, maybe I'm not alone. Don't make me feel alone, people. Somebody speak up. So, people, I'm not trying to start no drama. I ain't trying to start no problems. All I'm doing is for you to ask yourself or to ask your lady or to ask your man, what would you do for love? Or better yet, what would not you do for love? Would you cut his toenails? Would you cut her toenails? Because, fellas, this ain't just on us. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you ask her to cut your toenails, she might ask you to paint hers. And you gotta be ready for that. Fellas, are you gonna paint her toenails? Are you gonna grease her raggedy scalp with them dookie braids? You gonna look at those braids and say, you know what, I don't care, queen. I got you. And if you would do that for her, would she do that for you? Will she look your nasty dogs in the mouth? Will she look dead at them and say, you know what, I'ma cut these things. I'ma make sure you good. Shh, lean at the manicure place. I'ma take care of you. Is she gonna say that? I don't know. Cause you can save money. Cause you giving lean $60. Fellas, ask yourself, ladies, ask yourself, does my love have limits? And that's it for my rant for the day. You know, I always got to give y'all a little, little rant, you know what I'm saying? But I just, I I felt strongly about it. I felt judged, personally. I felt judged. So I'm talking to y'all as my out-of-character family. Am I I tripping? Do I have something wrong? Do I have a screw loose? Because, you know what I'm saying, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. But I tell you what, to anybody that's ever cut my toes, I appreciate it. My toes appreciate it. My toes are cut right now. I appreciate it. Moving forward. Moving forward. Because, like I said, I don't want to go too long. You know, I get on these rants. Brother, get a little, you know what I'm saying, worked up. But I, I trust y'all. I want to talk to y'all. I want to tell y'all what I got going on. You know what I'm saying? But let's move forward. Let's talk about what's going on this past week. Because I've, I've missed you guys. I haven't seen you guys for two weeks. You know what I'm saying? I haven't seen you guys. You know what I'm saying? This is episode five. Episode 5 of the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You would call me BC too. And we in the house, baby. We in the OC studio. Director Lex is right over here making sure the ship stay afloat. Making sure things don't fall apart. Appreciate you, Director Lex. Thank you for being here. You know what I'm saying? Making sure everything's good. Making sure the cameras is running. Making sure I look good. Making sure everything look good, man. Listen, if y'all don't know, these past few weeks were a doozy. We got to see Mike Tyson, Iron Mike, into the ring for one more time hopefully it's not the last time it sounds like he wants to come back but Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. two heavyweight legends they squared off in the ring and yes they 50 plus yes these are some old ass brothers but you know what they love fighting and they and they honestly look good man they did their thing man so we have this fight night right Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. and everybody's coming into this fight saying you know what Roy got himself into some mess Roy Jones Jr. about to have some problems with Mike Tyson. Everybody in the world seemed as if Mike Tyson was just about to run through Roy Jones, was that it was a definite knockout and that Mike Tyson was coming in swinging. Because we just know Mike Tyson as this bad motherfucker. Like, we just know Tyson as this guy that bites ears off and eats people's children. Like, Mike Tyson is just this infamous warrior and killer, right? And then Roy Jones Jr. is like, he flashy, cool, he has a good time. But like, nobody was giving any respect to my guy, Roy. And one thing that I thought was very interesting in that even Mike Tyson post-fight mentioned was that Roy Jones Jr. had been in the ring in 2018. He had fought professionally in 2018. Mike Tyson had not seen the ring in years, had not touched the ring. And I don't care how much you train and how much you work out, actual fighting, actual battle, is way different than any type of sparring or training you are going to do. It's way different under them lights. And I think it shows. I think it shows. So, I was very interested into seeing this fight because I was like, damn, Roy Jones actually might have the upper hand. He might, you know I'm saying, he might be in better shape. We know, we really don't know because Mike, Mike a solid dude. But Mike came in looking good. Mike came in ready for war, man. We got these two juggernauts fighting. And I'm starting with the main event because it was so big. And honestly, I got a lot more to say about the event that led into the main event. So they going at it. Roy Jones looking good. He's slipping. He dancing around. He really putting on a show. Going into this fight, I didn't know it was considered an exhibition. Like, I didn't, I didn't know it was considered not like a real fight. I thought this was like legitimate, straight up. It's going to count on their records. When I heard the termic ex- exhibition it everything changed for me i said oh, okay they're putting on a show okay they're just showcasing things i wasn't sure if it was really going to be a battle but mike tyson roy jones they didn't disappoint they made it a battle they was in there slugging and they was in there fighting and somehow some way roy jones jr was able to keep up with tyson somehow some way he was able to go the distance they went what was it five six rounds yeah, man, they, they they went the distance, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like a full-on fight, like I said, it was an exhibition. And man, it was it was legitimate. Now, let me tell you, from my point of view, it seemed as if Roy Jones lost. And if we talk about the numbers, you know, I they, they, who am I? You know, I never boxed. Who am I? So let's let's look at the numbers. Let's, let's see, you know, if Roy Jones really, you know, won or lost. But judging by this, this doesn't tell everything. It's not the tale of the tape, but it is something. Let's hear this. Tyson landed 67 of his 193 punches for a 34.7% accuracy rate. So, about 35% was his punches. Compared to Roy Jones Jr., who landed 37 shots on 236 attempts. That goes for 15.7%. So, we're going to round up 16%. So, Tyson landed 35% of his punches. Roy Jones Jr. landed 16%. As, as clear as day I don't know what that sound like to you But to me it sounds like an asshole And at times it kind of looked like an asshole Like you could see Roy Jones was saying Like bro I am tired Like when is this going to be over Like he, could, he just wanted to get that bag man My man was just fighting to the end Like he was just trying to survive My man was doing all kind of shimmies And runs arounds in the ring My man was in full survivor mode And can you blame him Tyson came out strong man Tyson came out throwing body shots Body shots that just look like, bro, I wouldn't be surprised if Roy Jones Jr.'s ribs are broken, destroyed, purple, and blue. Because, man, Tyson was throwing them things. But Jones was eating them. Jones was slipping. He was moving. And Tyson was in there, squared up, going in, like going crazy, right? So I think everybody towards the end of the fight thought, Tyson, Tyson won. Tyson's going to get his hand raised. And what happened? It was a tie. Man, if I ain't never seen no sweet shit like that in my life where you was just like, you know what? Shout out to these OGs. We're just going to tie it up. It was as if the fact that Roy Jones Jr. survived in the ring with Mike Tyson, the fact that he made it without landing on the canvas, that he deserved points. And that's what happened. They got a tie They caused it a draw. Even judging by the way them brothers were standing next to each other post-fight. Roy Jones is holding his ribs. He, he could barely stand. My man's tired. Tyson's like, yeah, let's go again. I want to go again. And Roy Jones is just like, I just want to go home. I just... I'm damn near 55 years old I just want to go home I just want to be with my kids I got my money I didn't lose You know shout out Roy Jones You didn't lose brother Shout out to you You did survive But it was was wild man It was still great It was awesome to see It was great to see that These brothers actually still Could fight and be in shape I'm not gonna lie I was a little worried I was a little worried Because we have You know OG's to our culture To black culture being you know televised and exploited even though they make any money and they made choices you know they're grown men but kind of being exploited to our benefit you know taking punches taking blows to the face even at a younger age is dangerous so you bring these older brothers in that you know could have some long-term effects from this fight i was nervous but man you know it seemed on the up and up it seemed great both the brothers were fine they didn't seem like you know they needed direct medical attention right away so i mean shout out to these guys man and it shows perseverance like both of these brothers have been through so many different things especially tyson and to see them be able to come back and just do something they love and then to do it for charity as well tyson gave his winnings to charity roy jones i believe he gave it to charity too man it was just dope to see it was such a great moment but not even the main event but what seemed as if the biggest moment of the night, one of the biggest moments of the year, honestly, if I'm not being too crazy, it's as nuts as 2020 has been, was Nate Robinson and Jake Paul. Nate Robinson and Jake Paul, they fought. Now, for those of you guys that don't know, Jake Paul is actually like a professional fighter. He has one professional fighter under his belt. Some people don't think that's a lot. Of course it's not. It's just one. But if you're a professional fighter, you're a professional fighter. Let's just get that squared away. I don't care if you make YouTube videos. I don't care if you're corny. I don't care if you think you can rap, blah, blah. If you're a professional fighter, you are professional fighter that is your job that is how you make money that's how you make a living you train you eat breathe and sleep boxing and if you're an athlete you probably box well you probably do a lot of things well Nate Robinson is the athlete of all athletes my man has won multiple dunk contests and he's like five five he was a star football player um and clearly honestly looked good boxing like he looks like he's somebody that if he honed his skills could be a legitimate boxer but the issue was is that this is Nate Robbins' first fight ever. First fight ever. And as we talked about with Tyson and Roy Jones, the difference between sparring, punching a bag, and literally going out there and fighting. Now, leading up to this fight, man, me, I'm a big, I'm a big fight guy. I love boxing. I love boxing. I was, I was tuned into this. I really wanted to see what's up because if you watch these Jake Paul workout videos, these training videos, these sparring videos, he is knocking people out. He is laying out sparring, folks. And you know, like I said, he's a YouTube guy. So some stuff you are like, maybe it's not real. You know, she so you take it with a grain of salt. But still, if you put Jake Paul's training video next to Nate Robinson's training video, it is, you would say, why are these two guys in the ring together? It's not fair. It is not fair. And so what happened, rightfully so, when you have a novice and somebody that is a pro doing anything. It could be figure skating. It could be sewing. Anything. If I am a novice at this and you are a professional, this is how you make your living, you are going to wash me. You are going to make me look foolish for even trying to step into your arena because as a professional, this is your arena. So that's what Nate Robinson did. Nate Robinson said, you know what? I wanna prove that I am one of the best athletes in history. I wanna prove that I can do it all. It is so dope that somebody can go out and accomplish their dreams and do something that they've never done before. That's what this country is about. It's just the country of opportunity, right? and it's so cool but let's keep that for what it is because now we enter the fight and i don't know whose names trainers were like i said i'm not a professional boxer i I follow boxing i love it i've watched the sport my whole life i don't know what happened i don't know what happened i don't know how else to say i don't know what Nate goes in, and he is just quick. You know, he's a little dude. He's he's smaller than Jake. Jake's not a huge guy either, but he's, he's smaller. And Nate just comes in just throwing punches, just, just throwing everything he has, just rushing Jake, rushing him. And as if, you know, the game plan was high energy, attack, 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 let's wear Jake Paul out. I guess they assumed Nate Robinson's stamina was better than Jake Paul's, and they were going to try to wear him out. But Nate Robinson is just going there throwing punches, but he's not defending himself. He's not guarding, there's no type of, you know, it's just, I'm just throwing everything I have. And what keeps happening is they keep, he keeps throwing these flurries of punches. Some are connecting now. I saw some connecting, I was like, okay, I right, may I see you. But I'm like, damn, bro, you gotta put them hands up. You gotta keep them hands up. Because, like I said, we're watching these sparring videos and Jake Paul, he's trying to be known as a knockout artist, right? So he is throwing that heavy power punch And he's waiting on it to land. So what Jake Paul's doing, he's chilling. He's eating these little power punches and jabs. I don't know really the type of damage Nate Robinson's doing, but he's trying. He's he's trying. A lot of people didn't think Nate Robinson was making it out the first round to begin with anyway. And I believe he made it to the second. So Nate Robinson is just throwing these little flurries. He's not defending himself. And what happens? Jake catches him. Jake catches him with a power punch and Nate Robinson goes down. Down goes Robinson. Down goes Nate Robinson, right? In the first round, my man Jake Paul knocks him down twice in the first round. But he makes it around round, too. Maybe you think, you know, okay, he's going to be in this quarter. Maybe they're going to tell him, like, hey, man, defend yourself. Take, take it easy. You know, you got, you got some time. You know, the, the, no need to rush. Take it easy. Defend yourself. Put your hands up, right? That's what you think a coach would do. Would let, you know, Nate Robinson know, hey, bro, listen, you got knocked down twice. Defend yourself. Second round starts, the same thing. Nate Robinson just dives in head first, throwing anything he can. And what happens? Jake catches him again. Boom, knocks him down again in the second round. Somehow Nate gets up. Somehow Nate, musters the courage to get up and continue to fight, which I think we haven't made a big enough deal about. Nate Robinson got up three times, got knocked down four, got up three times. Most most people would have just called it quits. Most people would have realized, you know what, I'm outmatched. But Nate Robinson did not. And, Like honestly, I think after that second knockout, my man was dazed. He wasn't even there at that point. But he just kept fighting, which is a warrior spirit. Which Nate, I think you deserve credit on that, brother. I'm here to say you deserve credit because you didn't. You didn't quit. You could have stopped in the first round. They didn't think he was gonna make it out the first. And once you do, you made it to the second, brother. But what happened? Got knocked down. You got up again, brother. You was wobbly. You was wobbly. And then the coup de grace. The end jay comes with that mean power punch and knocks nate robinson square on his shit
2: you got knocked the fuck out man
1: it was ugly and what happened when nate robinson was laying on that canvas like a dead body like there was a sniper on the roof that took him out man the internet went crazy the memes was everywhere Oh my goodness, Nate Robinson had a rough night on Twitter. Black Twitter went crazy. We all know how powerful Black Twitter is. Black Twitter made Jada Pinkett and Will Smith do a Red Table Talk about August Alsina. That's how powerful Black Twitter is, people. So let's 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 get that clear right now. Black Twitter, they went crazy. They went crazy on Nate. Man, you got knocked the F out. Man, they, what the hell was you doing in there, man? They, they, ain't, they ain't teach you. Oh man, you making NBA players look bad. And all these people attacked this Black King. And all he was doing was chasing his dreams. All he was doing was trying to show that athletes can do more than just play the sport that they're designated to play. So all y'all NBA players that were teasing Nate Robinson, he was doing this for y'all. He was doing it for you, Swaggy P, who thinks you can do fashion and still hoop even though you can't anymore. And be an actor and do all these things. He was doing that for you, the dreamers. The dreamers. The people that want to do more than just play basketball. He was doing it for y'all. And what did y'all do? Y'all shit it all over the king. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. Bro, you got knocked the f- out. It's hilarious. That's why people watch boxing. They want to see that knockout. But what did Nate do? He took it like a G. They said he was in his group chats. Because you know, bro, when you had a rough day, the last thing you're going to do is jump in your group chat. But they said after he got his ass knocked out, my man was in the group chat, taking it like a man. He just got his ass whooped. Now he in the group chat getting his ass whooped by his boys. But you know what? He took it. He knew the internet was going crazy on him, but it didn't matter. Nate took that shit like a man. Took that ass whooping like a man. And yes, it was an ass whooping. And honestly, I hope that, you know, maybe y'all put some respect on these boxers' names. Because I do feel like a lot of times athletes feel that this boxing shit is easy. Entertainers feel like this boxing shit is easy. You'll see comedians and actors posting their little videos, you know, doing this little train, thinking they really got hands, thinking they with it, when in actuality, this boxing thing is a lifestyle, this boxing thing is something you've dedicated yourself to, just like UFC, it's not for the lighthearted, and it's not for everybody, and if you want to do something professionally, if you see something, you know, you know what, you see something on TV, you say, you know what, I could do that, ain't nothing wrong with that, ain't nothing wrong with believing in yourself and trying new things, but you also have to give respect to the professional people. Because when you don't get that respect, when you think you could just jump in and do anything that somebody that dedicated their whole life to this craft is doing, you might end up like me. You might end up with your face on the canvas. So shout out to Nate, man. Give him his credit, man. We cannot wait to roast people, bro. It was a funny-ass moment, but I do think Nate deserves his credit. Shout out to that fight, man. The whole car was great. People got it in, man. It's dope to see, man. I love boxing, man. It, it's rough because it doesn't feel like boxing's as big as UFC is now. Um, so I really hope to see boxing get bigger, man. Because and it starts with those heavyweights. It starts with those big ticket fights that's gonna bring money in, because just like everything in this world, boxing's about that money. So you can bring the money in, we're gonna see the fights, man. So hopefully we can see some more really, really good fights. Talking about money. We part of the educational segment now on OC. We got some education for y'all. We got some legitimate professionals here to teach y'all the game. And this game we're talking about is financial literacy, people. Two weeks ago, last week, last episode, episode four, we introduced you guys Professor Mike Beverly. Professor Mike Beth came on and dropped some knowledge about financial literacy to y'all people. Man, he taught y'all how to save. He taught y'all about that. And after Thanksgiving, he decided to come back. He decided to come back to give y'all more free game. So without further ado, I introduce my brother, my frat brother, my mentor, somebody that I care a lot about, somebody that cares a lot about OC and cares a lot about you guys, cares a lot about educating the people. Without further ado, I introduce to you,
0: Professor Mike bass What's up, my good people, my kings and queens? This is uh, Brother Beverly. Uh, I'm here to talk about and kind of piggyback on what we discussed last week. So uh, last week, again, we went through savings, we went through budgeting, and then we started touching on debt management. Uh, When we were talking about debt management, we focused on, at that time, uh, student loans. So I wanted to elaborate a little bit more because I I don't want to leave anybody out because not everybody has student loans. Uh, (laughs) That may be surprising. Uh, but not everybody has student loans. So the individuals that don't have student loans, uh, I wanted to hit on a few other things that you may think about when you think about debt. Um, I know this. there's this taboo, if you will, where people talk about credit cards and you shouldn't have credit card debt. That's not actually true. Uh, the, the, what we always say, we go back to, again, management is how you manage the debt that you have. Um, so we tell people in regards to credit cards that it's good to have a credit card. You can use a credit card, uh, but it's all about management. Um, so, most people will tell you uh, again, the financial advisors or uh, accountants will tell you in regards to debt management that you can have a credit card. Uh, we recommend that you have 30% or less, uh, if you will, of use of that credit card, what they call as credit use. Um, so, let's say. If you were to think about it in, in, in terms of numbers, we would say we have a thousand dollar limit uh, with thirty percent. You can only have three hundred. Uh, so with three hundred dollars, again, you don't want to go more than that three hundred dollars because again, you want to keep it at thirty percent. Now we always say, and I always recommend, if you're thinking about debt management, is if you put a hundred dollars on that credit card, pay a hundred dollars off that same month. You know, so um, what you can do is, let's say you, you your your cycle is from the first to the fifteenth, uh, and then your bill is cut. So well, usually you probably do the first to the 30th. But if uh, you have the first to the 30th, you spent $100, pay that $100 by your next billing cycle. So after the thirty, uh, after the 30th, if your payment is due, let's say on the 10th, you pay that entire $100. So then you don't have any debt. Um, but if you do, you, you don't have the means to be able to pay all of it. Make sure you don't keep your, your actual percentage or usage more than 30%. And you keep paying that down. Again, we talked about that snowball effect. You keep paying it down every single month. Um, so now as you roll into personal loans, again, when you think about a personal loan, we don't recommend that everybody has those. Uh, I, I do understand that sometimes you need them. Um, and, and you know, depending on how you use them. But if you do get a personal loan, being mindful of the interest rate that you have on that. Um, so personal loans usually have higher interest rates. Um, they sometimes can have collateral on them. So depending on uh, what type of loan you may get, you may have a collateral such as a CD that's attached to. It. Um, so, you know, those kind of things we always say being mindful of the interest rate. So, thinking of an interest rate and thinking, being mindful of an interest rate when we talk about debt, that's gonna lead us directly into the big one that I want all my kings and queens to really be thinking about because I think this is how we continue to build, if you will, that generation of wealth, and that is home ownership, okay? Um, Again, everybody in regards to um, individuals, I do tell people if you have the means, if you can be able to afford it, then get a home. Um, As you think about getting a home, we we never say become house poor. Uh, So what that means is you have more house, more debt than you can actually afford. Okay, so we don't want you to get that just like we don't want you to become car poor. Okay, where you have this expensive car and you can't you, you can't afford it. So we don't want that. But when we think about uh, the, the actual housing, uh, you got your 15-year and your 30-year conventional uh, actual mortgages that you usually get. Uh, luckily right now, the interest rates are so low because of the, again, what's been happening with this pandemic. The uh, Federal Reserve has brought our interest rates down to zero. So the Fed interest rate is down to zero, roughly zero to 0.5, uh, depending depending on the day. It uh, fluctuates in regards to that, but they brought rates down all the way to zero. So that means banks are actually bringing their rates down to historical lows. So if you are in the market right now and you're thinking about uh, getting a home loan, now is a good time to do that. Again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not trying to promote uh, that you that you go get yourself into debt. But if you think about the game, the name of the game is the lowest interest rate as possible. So you don't have to pay all of that to the bank and get you get that house that excuse me that home uh, loan now that home mortgage now because you can be able to pay less if you will in regards to interest the interest is what the bank may makes on your loan so you want to pay the bank as less as possible (laughs) so you can then be able to quote unquote hit as much of your principal balance as you can uh, another little caveat that we tell people uh, and again this is kind of play into if you will if you have credit card debt or if you have personal loans um, if you ha- already have a home and you have a, a mortgage on that home and you have some equity in your home what you could do is because interest rates are so low you could refinance use some of that equity equity to pay off some of that higher interest um actual debt that you have whether that's again a credit card usually has a higher interest as well as personal loans has a higher interest you could take that and what we call is restructure the debt and you can take the equity that you have in your home pay off those credit cards pay off that personal loan and then roll it into your home which again as we talked about has a historically low rate so now you're taking that debt yes it's still debt but you're paying it at a lower interest rate again the name of the game is to pay play play and pay the lowest interest as possible. So if you roll that into your home and you still and you got that equity, now granted you're taking some of the equity to be able to pay to use that and for that debt, but you have a, a debt at a lower interest rate, which you'll be able to, again, eat at that principal faster. And then once you get all that paid off, you don't have any more credit card debt, you don't have any more personal debt, and now all you got is your home. And to put it in a
1: life scenario for people that just like the numbers, right? If you take your rent, Multiply that by 12. That's how much money you spend on rent for the year. That money is gone. It's not an investment into anything. It isn't into anything that has your name on it. Anything that can be kept. And even after that year of investment, that landlord could put you right on your butt, and you'll be homeless. Even though you've invested maybe thirty thousand dollars into a year of living somewhere that you have no equity in. So this is just, just something to think about. Because like Professor Bev says, we're not telling you what to do. All we're doing is just showing you a different way that maybe might help you out, might help you save some money. That's what we're all about. We're we're here to help. We're here to save you some money. My brother, we appreciate you for another lesson, bro. Do you wanna send us out with another positive note
0: that you'd like to give us at the end? Absolutely, here we go. So we're gonna go into Professor Bev Positive Minute. Let's make it happen. I long to accomplish a great and noble task, but it is my chief duty to accomplish small tasks as if they were great and noble. That is by Helen Keller. Here is my task for you today. Make a note of everything you accomplish this coming week, regardless of how small. At the end of the week, celebrate those victories. I always tell people, celebrate the small wins because when the big wins happen, it makes it so much greater. So I'll tell you again, make a note of everything you accomplish this week, everything you accomplish this from you, okay? Regardless of how small it is, at the end of the week, let's celebrate those victories. Go get it, do work my people, you got this. So moving forward, moving forward. Every
1: week, right, we we see you guys once a week, so seven days are between each episode. There's always something that happens, an out of character moment that happens online on these social media spheres that catches our attention at out of character and this one for this week did not disappoint for those of y'all that don't know for those of y'all that are not on twitter for those of y'all that aren't familiar with this story true kitchen true kitchen is a brunch spot in dallas texas and let me tell you true kitchen got publicity that only certain restaurants can really garner true kitchen they managed to do it their their doors are probably flooded right now after what happened this week. So let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened with True Kitchen. So True Kitchen is a brush spot that a lot of you know our people, our, our black kings and queens seem to frequent in Dallas, Texas. Now I've never been. But I've seen videos, I've seen pictures of this place and it seems nice. Seems like a nice vibe. And you know the brunch vibes. You got good music playing, you're with your girls, you're with your fellas, you're with your girl, you're with your fella, and you're drinking, you're chilling, you're listening to good music while eating some good food. Now, I don't know how this food is, but this place was packed. So, I'm assuming True Kitchen gives it up. I'm assuming to be in Dallas, Texas, to be a brunch spot that's popping, you got to have some bomb food. So, we go check that off the list right now. True Kitchen got the food. They got the food and it sounded like they had the vibes. They had the music playing. they I don't know what song it was. It was some make the Stallion song. That's written. The body song. The body, yadi yadi that song, right? That's, that's playing in the background. And so, what seemed to have happened was that The owner of this restaurant lost it. He lost it. For whatever reason, the owner of this restaurant went on a crazy rant in the middle of his store, yelling at the black women that were patronizing his establishment. Saying, can y'all stop twerking? Can y'all get y'all raggedy asses off my glass? Can y'all stop twerking in my brunch spot? People trying to eat their chicken and waffles, and y'all got your cheeks in their face. I don't want to see it. I don't want it to happen. So he lost his top. He said, I'm sick of y'all twerking in here. Y'all go to the club for that. This is a respectable business, and y'all got y'all cheeks swinging and swaying every which way. My man was sick of it. He had a DJ in there. DJ was playing music. He said, cut that music off right now. I don't want to hear it. He was fed up and like most people do they pulled out their cell phones and they recorded brother they showed brother losing his top and yelling at these black queens and fellas if you don't learn nothing from me learn this just Leave these black queens alone, stop yelling at them. Leave them alone, stop telling them how to live their lives because when you tell a black woman how to live her life, the internet is gonna go crazy. They're gonna cancel you, they're gonna go crazy, they're gonna call you all type of names and they're gonna judge you for being a man that's in a woman's business. Don't matter, don't matter that they in our business all the time, that I see all the time these generalizations of black men and how we act but don't matter don't matter you better not judge them you better not judge these sisters and that's what his brothers did this brother made a generalization to this entire restaurant saying i have had enough and the world went crazy how dare he these people said how dare he judge black how dare he play twerking music and expect these ladies not to twerk they're just having a good time they're just having fun and there was all kind of things about this, brother, and the way he runs the establishment. They were saying, you know, the food takes hours to get there. Um, his menu got things on it that, like, just sound like a club. Like, he got twerking tacos on the menu and stuff like that. Like, things that would suggest that maybe it's more than just a brunch spot. Like, maybe this is a party. And we all been to brunch spots that got a little out of hand, man. Ladies getting on tables. Fellas taking their shirt off. Like, brother, brunch gets a little wild when you got them bottomless mimosas mimosas sneak up on you that champagne and orange juice is 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 a toxic toxic concoction so we understand that people get a little wild up and so that must have been what was happening at this brunch spot and i just could not believe the backlash the owner got now i get it you don't have to yell you don't have to scream but imagine people what had to have happened to lead up to this point nobody just Yells at their customers like that just willy-nilly right unless you're like schizophrenic This brother doesn't seem like he's ever done anything like this He doesn't seem like he has a history of doing things like this and being irate and not being able to control his emotions So something had to have happened to lead this king to spaz out like that So the way I see it let's paint a picture because we've all been in situations like this where things are getting a little out of hand And maybe you're part of this party where things are getting out of hand So let me I'm gonna assume this is what happened Songs is playing Ladies on a fourth or fifth. This Is a group of young sisters? A group of young queens. Drinks. Maybe fourth or fifth round. of mimosas is gone. And all of a sudden, that Meg song. Come on, man. Ah, shit. You know how lazy. Ah. Once you hear that ah, you know somebody's putting their hand up and somebody's starting to get down, right? Somebody got their drink in the air and they turn it up. Ah, oh, girl, do your thing. They got their phones out. they on IG, right? So what happens is, probably a way the young brother, young sister comes up and says, hey, And, you know, very quiet. You know, you know, we don't want to get too loud. You know, people having fun, we understand. Hey, guys, you know, sorry, but you're going to have to get off the table. You know, they say it real calmly, real politely. They don't want to growl anybody up. I'm sorry, guys, you know. I know you guys are having a good time. We we don't mean to disturb you. We We hope the food's good. We hope the service has been good. But do you mind not twerking on the table? Probably a fair request, right? So the waiter goes on, the waitress goes on, and you know, continues about their day serving on the tables, maybe six remotes comes, and his sisters, they forget, they forget the waiters, you know, nice little, you know, nice little requests, they forget, and they continue to dance, and a couple more, ah, shit, nah, nah, this my, Now this my song right here, girl, nah, nah, this my song, and all of a sudden, now there's two or three women on the table. And they twerking for real Now Now one sister's on all fours And she really giving it up Like she's showing y'all what she been practicing in her mirror now, right? But granted, right across the way Maybe, you know what I'm saying, a mom and pop over there You know what I'm saying, a little older couple You know, maybe celebrating their 50th anniversary And they wanted to go to brunch Because you know old people like the brunch You know, they don't stay up too late, so they like the brunch So maybe, you know what I'm saying, little Jerome and, and Nikita Are over there eating their they chicken and waffles You know what I'm saying, celebrating their 50th anniversary And what did they see? They see y'all sisters enjoying yourselves, having a good time and enjoying good music. Y'all paid to be there, so y'all deserve to be there. But they see y'all with y'all cheeks all up on the glass, all up on the table. Now Jerome got to sit there and pay attention to his 50-year-old wife while 24-year-old got her cheeks in his face. That, That could cause problems. You could break up a happy home. That's 50 years of marriage right there that you could be ruining with your cheeks alone, sisters. Understand that the twerk is powerful. The twerk is powerful. So there are a lot of things that could have been going on, right? So, okay, that's just the second warning. Now the third warning comes. And it's the owner this time. Because the, the waiter, the waitress has told the owner, listen, I cannot get them to stop. They are some twerking fools over there. They just can't, they can't hold it in. They can't stay in their seat. They can't handle these mimosas and all this chicken. They are going crazy. They're losing it. I don't know what to do. I've asked nicely. I've asked quietly. I don't know what else to do. So now the owner comes. And the owner comes smiling. How, how was your meal? You guys enjoying yourselves? Oh man, yeah, I love that song too. That's a good song right there. Yeah, the DJ killing it. Yeah, he is. Yeah, but you know what, guys? You know, I I know we've asked you guys a few times to you know chill out to dance. You know, this is not an establishment for that. You know, if you want to dance, go outside. You know, maybe we'll serve you food outside. Like you know what I mean? You know, Jerome's over here with his 50-year-old wife, and they're, they're, they're trying to enjoy themselves. You know, 50 years of marriage, right there. That's Jerome over there. He's trying. He's hanging out with his lady. He wants to enjoy. He's taking and waffles in peace. He can't can't not be distracted by the chicks he's a man so the owner says it nicely again and who knows now now maybe these sisters in their seventh maybe they're a for mimosa so now now maybe they a little belligerent now so now maybe by the time you know the owner done came to the table now they annoyed uh, uh, can y'all leave us alone can y'all stop we're just enjoying ourselves y'all got the music playing y'all got the music playing y'all got twerking tacos on the menu why can't i twerk i don't got no tacos but i can twerk and now all of a sudden brother oh he gets balled up because now not only have you embarrassed him in front of his employees you embarrassed him in front of jerome and his 50-year marriage you disrespect him in front of the whole establishment and maybe your actions have caused others around to start twerking too they see you and your girls and they say shit yeah we got it too we twerk to you too shit look show them what you got show them what you got keisha and now though now you're twerking uncaused the twerk effect and what the twerk effect is is when one woman starts twerking a bunch of women start twerking and it's just cheeks everywhere now my man's establishment have turned into a gallery of ass and titties and y'all all all full of mimosas so now he's done lost it y'all not only have disrespected him but y'all have disrespected his business so now my man is going crazy and is losing it and let me tell y'all the rant was was incredible check it out listen listen I invested a lot of money into buying this building, into developing this concept, so black people can have somewhere nice to go to, okay? Somewhere where we can feel good about ourselves as a... Come on! Stop the music, please. Somewhere where our people can feel good about ourselves as a culture, okay? No, no, real talk. And so all this twerking and shit, take it to prime, take it to pink. Don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that,
2: seventy-five percent of my customers are ladies, and I want men to show respect for themselves for how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves? And you guys are twerking on glass here. If you want to do it, get the
1: fuck out my restaurant because I did it for our people and I did it for our culture. So don't do it. Now, don't do it again. I don't want to hear it. If you don't like it, get out because I don't need your money. I need to provide something for my people. And don't do it again. Thank you. So as y'all can see, brother was not playing. Brother yelled at his DJ, everything. He was fed up, he has had enough. So who knows, this could have been going on for years. He could have been fighting this twerk battle for years, this brother, and all he wanted was y'all to respect his establishment. Now, I will say there is ways to going about communicating to people. There's ways of going about correcting people and their actions, even if it isn't your establishment. Maybe, maybe went a little too far. I personally don't believe in raising your voice at a woman, period, when you're a man. There's no need to. I don't understand it. You don't need to do it. And in situations like this, if you raise your voice at some women, best believe, brother, they're going to be mad at you. But, oddly enough, cancel culture is so funny. Cancel culture is hilarious. Like, y'all say y'all canceling people. Y'all say it's done. But this man has reported more business in the past week than he ever has because of this viral video, because he put these twerking sisters in a place, which is very interesting to me. Because y'all, clearly, y'all women warriors ain't, ain't really having y'all women's back because we know how y'all like the brunch. And if those numbers is up, that means that there's women in there, there's men in there, and y'all ain't really looking out for y'all sisters the way y'all did it on Twitter. So maybe let's just agree that, you know what? When it comes to business, let's leave it twerking at home. Leave it twerking at home. We shouldn't have to have signs on the wall saying no twerking, please. You know what I'm saying, just contain yourself a little bit. Brunch don't always gotta be that. Now, some brushes can be that and it'd be a good time, but don't don't, don't tear this brother apart, don't tear him down. And clearly y'all did it because like I said, his business has been booming and he let out a statement. So let's hear what this brother has to say, because I told y'all what they were saying about him, you know, the, the fool came late, the menu was suspect. So let's hear what this brother had to say. His name is Kevin Kelly, the brother, the owner of The Brunch Spot. Thanks for the post. I appreciate your comments and will share a bit more. There were three tables that had been spoken to about twerking. They were approached very politely less than 10 minutes before. Despite this, the last young woman decided to stand in our booth seats, place her hands against the glass window and start twerking on the glass. Enough was enough for not only that lady but for that three tables of women who were the only ones in our restaurant to act this way as for the music we created true for it to be a place music could be enjoyed while we sit and eat no song played is an excuse to stand on our furniture and do what this lady did there are places for this and true is not one of them as for my delivery i can assure you i was a gentleman earlier but my nice words weren't respected true will be for some and not all and that is okay and that is the end of that owner's statement And i personally think he handled it very well and like i said this couldn't have been just the first instance like he couldn't have said this just one time and just spazzed out people respect these kids man just like y'all want the queen's respect respect these kids so this is his place of business my brother you don't know what he did to own this you don't know the blood sweat and tears that came to his establishment maybe his mother Came to visit him and support him on that day. Maybe his brother said, you know what, bro? I'm going to come check your spot out. Me and me and your father are going to get a nice little corner. We're going to have a nice little brunch. We're going to support you, son, because we're proud of you. This is a grown man. So his parents probably in the 60s, 70s, maybe 80s. And then he has to subject his parents to you twerking on the glass. Twerking on the glass. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. Or maybe he should be ashamed of himself, too. I don't know the whole story, but I'll tell y'all what. From what I'm hearing, bro, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. Don't yell at women, but you had every right to say something, man, because so i tell you what, if I'm hosting Thanksgiving dinner and somebody just get on the table and start twerking, I'm, I'm going to lose my top. I'm going to lose my top because mama don't even see that. Mama don't even see that. That's all, people. So listen, don't go to judgment as fast, man. Shout out to this brother. Hopefully, your business is doing okay. Hopefully, they don't try to cancel you and ruin your business, brother, because I understand we don't want, twerking ain't for everywhere, twerking for somewhere. Ladies, twerking is for some places, not everywhere. And that's from BC. That's your boy, man. This is the Out of Character Podcast. Episode 5, man. I'm having a good time with y'all. I am y'all host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too. And we appreciate y'all for listening, man. We in the OOC studio. Director Lex over there making sure shit running. And guys, we're almost done. We're almost done, man. This has been a fun episode an informative episode. But people, before we get going, before I let y'all step away, you know I had to bring up y'all favorite segment. Yes, Meeks on the Street is back Yes, we took a two-week hiatus But we back and Meeks on the Street is back too So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen I give you Meeks on the Street Meeks, 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 Meeks She belongs to the streets I'm from the streets, bitch Meeks in the streets I love the game.
0: I love the hustle, man
2: What up, it's your boy, Mix on the Streets, a.k.a. Mr. Senior Beaches, you know? Call
1: me
0: bitches.
2: Mr. Beaches. Okay, Mr. Bitches. So, you know what I'm saying? Had a homie, had a home girl, I should say, who was dealing with her, who was dealing with her boyfriend. And on this particular Saturday, they were, you know, cruising the towns. And they were, she was just like, oh, you know, I want to go to Village Inn. And for who for those who don't know, that's just uh like a cheap ass IHOP for kinda essentially. Um so you know they were he was like, nah man, we got food at the crib, like you know what I'm saying, yada yada yada. So this stirs up this big argument about just whatever, like just just I don't know if it was just her not wanting to eat out, money, whatever case me. I don't know what the argument was. But the argument all the way till they got to the crib. So they're walking into the crib, they're arguing. And essentially he just yells out, girl, if you get any bigger, I'm not fucking with you no more. Now mind you, she got her homegirls in the crib, like all these people heard it. So this is her side of the story. So she's like, yeah, you know, he just pretty much called me a fat ass. He told me if I get any fatter, he not fucking with me no more, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, listen, no, no man. Just says that, first and foremost. And for those who don't know, my this girl in this particular situation, she used to be a very slender woman. Over time, she gained the first 15. There's nothing wrong with that. We love all sizes of women. Was it Everyone just 15?
0: People.
2: Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um. So listen. So I try to defend homie, you know what I'm saying? Cause no, one, no man would ever come to a woman and be like, cause that's a sensitive thing. As growing up as a man, you know, you never talk about a woman's weight so he called me and he was like nah bro i never say that he was just like i just thought we should i told her we should just go to the gym and start working out because she was getting a little big yada 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 plus you know all her homegirls is fat you know what i'm saying so i was just like you know i thought we should just like start working on it so i'm thinking i'm gonna take his word for it you know i'm thinking he you know what i'm saying coming with the with the truth you know what i'm saying so couple days later i hit from the i hear from the neighbor the neighbor actually ends up being homies just one of the other homies just shockingly randomly so he was like no that nigga call her fat as fuck and literally was like all your friends is fat and if you look you start to look just like them and let and in very less words okay and I feel bad because I try to defend homie. And it's just like, nigga, you really called your girl fat and expected her to stay with you and then got mad when she left. What did you think was going to happen? So, and we got proof. We got multiple sources saying that he pretty much called her a fat ass. And yeah, in very less news guys, don't call your girl fat. If you're trying to tell her she gained a little weight, just walk her to the gym.
1: Well, my question to you, sir, is how do you tell your significant other that they have gained weight? I mean, it's post Thanksgiving. This is the perfect time to maybe inform your yeah. constituents yeah. on how they would let them. Because you know what? Time gets us all. It time does. Gets us it all. does,
2: bro. You know, it does, man. And gravity does, too.
1: <laughs> so I say that to ask you. It does. You, brother, it
2: does. How do you tell your significant other? Well, so, you know, honestly, or do what, you I tell I them. Do, what I would do, you know, I wouldn't. You, you let them bring it up in conversation. And you just be like, you know, I wasn't gonna say anything, but maybe we should start a workout plan tomorrow. Maybe we should do something together. You know, you always wanna make it seem like you wanna do as as a team. You know, so you don't wanna make it seem like it's just them on their own, like it's just them out there.
1: But very the seldom, very seldom when people are letting themselves go, do they realize, I have let myself go. So how do you know that they're gonna bring it up? What if they don't bring it up? What if you're in a situation? You gotta tell them, fair? you gotta tell them.
2: Because honestly, as I mentioned in my very first segment, you need real friends. And as a real significant other. If you're not if you can't tell your significant other in any way, shape, or form, that you know, they're getting a little, 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 little. Then you gotta she ain't for you, he ain't for you. So with
1: that logic, was my was my man's in the right? Was he
2: in the right for Listen, announcing he to in, her? He was in the right for saying that she that they that they might need to go to the gym and they need to work out cuz all her friends is fat and they and they pretty much put her fat tendencies on her but the way he said it in front of who he said it in front of was completely out of pocket and you can't say it that way and expect trying to stay with you if you pretty much say you girl if you get any bigger i'm going to leave you which is already insanely like that i'm big so if i get any bigger then you going to leave me and because I got fat friends, that you already judge me because I got fat friends. So it's a lot of things that he just said that was just wrong. But if he was just like 101, them after they fucked or something, cut up bed talk, you know what I'm saying, pillow talking, he was like, yo, you know, maybe we should go to the gym tomorrow, you know what I'm saying, work on some things. Yeah, different, different, whole different story. So this your boy meets on the streets, and that's another story for y'all dumbasses.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that was your favorite segment, my favorite segment of the OLC podcast, Meeks on the Streets. And oh my goodness, the audacity of somebody to look you dead in your eyes and tell you not only are you fat, but your friends are fat. And I'm scared that you're going to end up like your friends. That is insanity. That's that's crazy. Listen, I've said a lot of wild things in my life, but nothing like that. That is a little much, guys. But you know what? Hey some brothers just gotta like that i clearly don't because i would never do like that i would be scared of the ass swooping that would come with that and two you can't dog her friends fellas if there's one thing you learn from me learn that you gotta keep her friends in your corner man her friends gotta be cool with you they gotta like you because when times it gets tough she going to her girls and her girls gotta have your back so if you call them all kinds of fats and chunkies they ain't going to have your back. They're going to tell you to they going to tell her to leave. Say, so get out of that relationship. So be careful, fellas. Listen to me. I wouldn't lie to you. Uncle BC wouldn't lie to you. This is the Out of Character Podcast, Episode 5. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC, too. And if you're listening, thank you for listening, man. We in the OC studio right now, man. Director Lex, making sure the shit stay afloat. And we almost done. So to wrap up the show, like we always like to do is shout out a black or brown businesses, businesses that support us, businesses that we support and businesses that we believe in and that we believe are important for the culture and businesses that we believe that you should support, businesses that we believe that you should follow and tap into because man, they're doing great things and they're creating dope stuff. And I have a lot of peers, a lot of friends that create dope things. So for this episode, I want to shout out my homegirl Janice. Now, this one is really important to me because Janice helped me, get my sister a gift that is one of one, right? Something that I don't think I could have ever got from a store, um, something that wasn't very important to my sister, and it was a crossing gift from her becoming Delta. Denise is also a Delta. So she has this page, she has this site called All Things Niece, at All Things Niece. I'm sure it's somewhere on the screen right now. And if you're listening, at All Things Niece, that's N-E-E-S-E, All Things Niece. And what she does is she makes these wreaths these custom wreaths that are different colors have different festive balls on it like different things it's just they're beautiful and i'm sure if you're watching on youtube you're seeing pictures of this if you're not watching you're listening go on instagram at all things niece check out her work man and it's not only just wreaths she she paints she creates these nice crates and like decorative boxes and she made my sister this crate and this wreath that she loves so much And it was a custom delta wreath that had her her line name on it it had um her delta stuff and it was just it was beautiful had elephants painted on it and it was just so well crafted and you could tell for the minute it was opened up that it was it was cared for and there was love involved and so shout out Janice shout out to all things niece. go follow go support and go get your reefs it's not too late it's not too late to order your reef for your Christmas man and this is something that's not just gonna last for one season this is something you could keep in your family forever and it's something custom and one of one and she will whatever you want you just tell her and I didn't have to give much direction at all I told her what I was looking for and her creative mind was able to put something together just so beautiful and so important and it was a moment that me and my sister will have for a long time and a memory that you know, won't go away. And it was all because of her and all because of her creativity and something that I would have never been able to get anywhere else. So shout out, Janice. Shout out to all things niece. Go follow, man. I, I can't even explain to you how talented this sister is. I know right now it's just Reeves and like a few paintings in these crates, but I can't imagine the type of thing she, this sister's going to create. So catch it now, catch the wave now. Cause man, when, when, when she go up, that price going to go up and, and it is deserved. So, so right now she's, she's doing great prices, fair prices. And she's just, she, she, she's a great person, man. A great soul. And I was just so happy to not only be able to support, but be able to get my sister something that she's going to be able to have forever. And that, you know, nobody else is going to have. Um, So shout out Janice shout out all things niece follow at all things niece n-e-e-s-e on instagram she has a little site man you can check it out and order your stuff man and i'm telling you even if it's past christmas bro these reads are fire i can't wait to get one for the studio it's gonna be right here shout out niece man support black businesses people we gotta put our money back into the black community we gotta stretch that black dollar and by doing that We support black businesses. We buy black. So when you're decorating your crib, instead of going to Walmart, instead of going to Target, reach out to Janice. Get your custom pieces, man. Mothers would love it. Sisters love it. Girlfriends love it. Yo, people, reach out to her because I promise you she's going to be booked and busy very, very soon. And people, man, that's it. That is the Out of Character Podcast, episode five. I am your host, brian colbert man i'm so happy to be here my friends call me bc you could call me bc too if you're listening and thank you guys so much for supporting up until this point man it's been such a fun time man. i love doing this podcast i love the guests we have i love the people that have decided to join i love the people that you know, help this be what it is, man. This is just so damn cool. And we're gonna keep it coming, we're gonna keep the content coming, people. Reach out to me, ask me questions, talk to me. Let's get interactive, man. Let's find ways to, you know, make this even bigger, man. I, I love what we've been able to do in such a short time. And I promise you it's gonna keep growing, man. Soon we're gonna have sponsors, we're gonna have money coming in, and shit gonna be dope, man. But we promise you we're gonna keep it organic, we're gonna keep it genuine, and we're gonna keep it all about the love. People, this is the out of character podcast. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC. Thank you all for listening and God bless.